Hey, empaths. My name is Tatiana. I'm T. I'm Marquia. And you're listening to the Empathetic Black Holly Podcast. We're three licensed psychotherapists here to be another resource in your wellness toolkit. Where our motto is, when it comes to our couch, you can sit with us. We're here because this is a, a special edition, if you would. Her. <laughs> we're all here. And we're having a empath sleepover today. So we'll be recording well into the night. Yes. <laughs> no, so true. Welcome to our sleepover, guys. Yeah, sleepover edition. Oh, that's so cute. Sleepovers yeah. are still needed as adults. Like, no, for, for sure. Maybe even more so. Yes, no. more show. No, literally, and I do feel like we had the um, ultimate like adult sleepover kit. All of us, we all brought an assortment of goodies. <laughs> Very excited. Essentials, wine, yes. and snacks. Yes, and face, face masks. masks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually have sleepovers often too, so it's not even like I don't not super often, but it's like pretty regular if I have a friend's my, my girlfriend stay over I stay mm-hmm. one, over there one of their places I don't remember the last time well I mean just going away I guess going away doesn't count um, I feel like that is when I'll have like that type of quality time but like actually over the house it has been a while yeah yeah, that was nice. I know. So you guys are a part of this. Well, a part of part of it before we get off the mics later. Before <laughs> we get off the mics, right? Um, and also, I encourage you to try it because an intentional sleepover is different than just having a friend crash because mm-hmm. they. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that should be fun. Yeah. Yes. So, ladies, what are we holding space for today? Anyone want to go first? I thought has a good one. <laughs> okay. Yes. And just so y'all know, we didn't even share what we're holding space about, so we're hearing it in real time. So. Yeah, we wanted to keep our, our surprise for each other's whole space. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, so mine may not be that much of a surprise to anybody that actually knows me because I've been singing the praises about this all week long because it impacted me. Um, but... So this week, I think I watched it on Sunday. I watched the Genius Doc for Kanye. Mm-hmm. Ah. And listen, okay, say what you want. <laughs> I will. <laughs> say what you want about, and honestly, because I watched three episodes and the third episode is when we get more to present times and mm-hmm. I really could care less because that's when it was a hot ass mess. But episode one and two, Golden, 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 golden. And so what I wanted to hold space for was the level of inspiration the the just the series had for me when it comes to being true to yourself, being passionate about your your vision. And um, for me watching it, it was so inspiring seeing how Kai was mom, Dr. Donda was spoke to him and like mm-hmm. we you have home videos from his childhood and you have you know they show throughout the time of like him recording his like first like his first mixtapes and all this and like she was such mm-hmm. an active part and believed in him so much and you could tell like that was the battery in his back of like how audacious he was is because his mom is like basically giving him permission like you have every right to be that way because you are that great mm-hmm. um and so I don't know how you could walk away from that um without literally being like even if it's not music if it's not anything you walk away from that documentary being like I'm about to go conquer some stuff and it's so mm-hmm. it's so, so I've heard funny. yeah wow. I didn't see it but I did hear that um the first two episodes were good, and then the third one, you kind of see yeah. how he lost his shit, so yeah. don't pay attention to that one. But I did hear how good the first two was. But first also, two was. as a music person, it's so interesting because I'm very much kind of like my own little hip-hop historian, and I knew when the documentary starts, it starts around like 1999, 2000, and he already made the majority of college dropout then. Because mm. I'm thinking to my head, and I said it to my fiance. I'm like, when did the when did college dropout drop? So he had all of those songs. Like he already had Jesus walks. He always already mm. had all of those um, all falls down for years. Oh wow! 
and he was just shopping them around and it didn't matter like who told him he wasn't good he was like these are the songs mm-hmm. and just waited for someone to give him the mm-hmm. chance and I think that was the thing about consistency of like I don't have to change me I just had to find the person that'll say yes Ooh, that's I, wild I've mean, heard all really good things about the mm-hmm. doc from yay sayers and naysayers of whether yeah. you like yay or not um, and I, I don't know I've been debating because I don't usually typically go out of my way to give an yay or the Kardashians anything but Fair. Mm. I, 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 I can separate sometimes like the problematic person um, if there's a you know something to be taken away and we can say problematic people can still teach us things I believe they can so I'm yeah. gonna give it a watch because I who wouldn't want to walk away feeling inspired mm-hmm. and I love that's how I date first off <laughs> I'm not changing too much over here either it feels right or mm. it feels wrong for a reason yeah. And this can maybe give you a little insight of the emotional nature of me. But genuinely, there was a point in the documentary where I started crying because I felt so inspired. And I said, like, a little prayer mm-hmm. as I was watching it because I'm like, please let me receive this message. Please let me receive the message. And the person I'm sitting next to also received this message. I'm just like, because it was just so powerful. So I oh, definitely wow. think one and two, if you're like someone has been like sitting on a project sitting on an idea you know contemplating like do I want to do this like I don't know you can't walk away and be like I'm about to make some goals happen you know yeah so then I can promote a little bit if that's how I feel walking away from it I'm gonna see um because I was just telling somebody like if somebody else would have started this podcast with our name and our Instagram I would have been pissed mm. I would have been so pissed um I think that's the word remember when we were shopping for dresses yes I was <laughs> Yes. Um, and what was the one question that really helped? Do you remember how I framed it? Yes, I do. Of like, if you saw somebody else mm-hmm. in it, would you be upset? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that helps with like, um, one, people who are indecisive and two, people who are scared to bet on themselves. If you see someone else in the future pull this off, how yeah. mad would you be with yourself? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. well, let's get it done then, baby. Right. Because yes. imagine us not having All Falls Down in Jesus. <laughs> like, imagine a world where we did not even have those songs, like, or they were butchered or changed and not the way that um, they were presenting to us. That would have been yeah. so not good. Mm-hmm. And for myself as a, a baby backpack rapper at the time, it was very nostalgic <laughs> too. Because around that time for me, when Kanye came out, is when I started to become myself musically and getting my own music taste. So, like, mm-hmm. I feel like because that came out around like fifth, sixth grade for mm-hmm. me. And so I'm like, this is also like an intro of like me also becoming my own like musical being. So it was, it was interesting to see. But you know, it just felt inspiring if anybody else is in the need of feeling inspired. Once again, I can't vouch for episode three. <laughs> <laughs> is it three parts? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's one, yeah, one and two is more like early into the career before even like any fame is definitely one. And two is like when you're starting, it gets a little bit more, but three is like full blown like 2020 and up kind of Kanye. So, mm-hmm. it, okay. Yeah, but it's definitely been on my list. Yeah. I've been debating if I was going to watch it or not because my undecisive indecisive behaviors um about Kanye so I wasn't sure but it's definitely on the list very fair all right, maybe I should go next because mine's kind of in tangent. One, I felt like I felt it. You know, no, mine is completely left, so <laughs> mine's gonna go next. Um, one is in tangent to or adjacent to Kanye, and two, it was actually the opposite. It was so uninspiring, and it was oh, mm, it, it was Kim. It was Kim this week with oh my ass god, work. Uh, yes. chill. Uh, let's just normalize how fucked up that was to kind of hear. Yeah, um, we have people. I don't know about you, but the people on my feed and my circle. They're working really hard. Yeah. At daytime jobs, volunteer work, entrepreneurship, as a sister, brother, father, mother, and they have a fraction of what the Kardashians have, not just materialistically, but systemically as well. And I just, you know, that wasn't good to hear for, or that wasn't good energy to put out. Um, So let's normalize that. That statement wasn't even really true. It has no depth to it unless you get the depth. Because I didn't let it stop me. Yeah. (laughs) I literally heard that and I'm like, Anyway, child, because... Anyway, child. <laughs> because, honestly... I'm just ready for them to be reincarnated as uh, a really impoverished family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, let's take it there. No, that's literally how the universe but works. I'm, if I'm being honest, like, because what I'm thinking about, if anyone actually knows about, like, capitalism, I'm like when you have more money you have more luxury yeah. to to actually sit on your ass I'm like you can't tell me any actual person has working class like 
they never have a day off. Like, I think it's a privilege to be able to have time to work out and to stretch and to do yoga and to take time and go for walks. That's a privilege that mm-hmm. comes with finances and yep. the working class. They do not have that privilege. So I'm like, I'm just like, I'd be damned to even hear someone like that. And the level of privilege you have even talk about the people that actually get stuff done. And, and even was, I felt so satisfied about all her workers who like come in like, I mm-hmm. used to work all day long and you did nothing mm-hmm. and I'm like thank you because it's just that's just not even how it works in this system yeah. yeah and I know you know what is it no press is bad press all press is good oh, press yeah, yeah. Um, and the Kardashians genders they're like very calculated I'm sure this was yeah. purposeful and one point that I don't like about it is if it if Kim knows it doesn't hold substance and that's not truly how she feels she took an opportunity to get good or bad promotion to the to the show Mm -hmm. at the expense of other people who might internalize that like literally I'm like the jokes write themselves like she's saying that like get off your ass and then Courtney's in the back like yeah I'm like (laughs) (laughs) out of all of them you literally of all people it was like when Courtney wanted to take a break Kim literally slapped her against the wall I'm like, can I don't I don't even care. Like literally look who's talking, look who's agreeing. I'm just like this sounds like And what work whatever. are we really talking about? The mm-hmm. type of work that she's assuming she's telling us to take get off her ass and do is nothing <clears throat> nothing to the pace that we're used to. Like mm-hmm. we work and the working class works and most Americans and people across the globe who admire them work. Um for them I think, you know, they they put in work, but I think it's so different as far as like levels and the depth of the work um it's hard working with like weight against you or systemic weight against you and that's something that she couldn't see but you know what again since they don't handle fortune and fame and celebrity and um all these privileges with grace girl you said the jokes write themselves so does karma (laughs) yeah that's what i was thinking Um, Karma. i think it was calculated because they are going to a new network and i'm not gonna prioritize watching that on the new yeah. network old network or anything in between cause that stupid shit cause I'll that, be um, on my ass working <laughs> <laughs> exactly cause that stupid shit I knew I feel like it definitely was calculated cause I was getting like a little irritated by that comment and then Chloe made that stupid comment about like something in relation to what happened with Jordan like you can't blame the girl or whatever yeah, the fuck she said trolling like, yeah, yeah so like, I'm they like, know what they're doing and it's just yeah. like there is so much going and it's funny because when they are on the spotlight for being wrong they're like there's so many other important things going on in the world but now as there's important things going on in the world like you're still trying to like promote your show again at the expense of other people's self esteem mm-hmm. and it was another like comment about that they were like um, it was like the difference of like people when they hear Brittany being like you want a hot body <laughs> you want a new body <laughs> that I mean it you better work, bitch. Everybody like dancing, <laughs> but when they hear because first of all, it's different when Britney tells it because oh, Britney, she, she knows Britney's work. one of us. She knows what and work Britney's is. one of us. Britney from what is she from? Louisville, Kentucky, like in yeah. the for Louisiana. I think. <laughs> that's where she's making up stuff. You know, I don't know. I know she's from the country, and she's like she's from a working class background. Yeah, so when she, right. but it's different when someone like her says to like get up and work. It's motivational because you know it's actually coming from a place where like I know what you're talking about, and it's mm-hmm. more relatable right and it's like encouraging versus she Kim was giving it was giving bootstraps it was giving pick yourself up and trying to denigrate poor people when Mm -hmm. you've never even stepped foot in a person that you're talking about's life and you could never actually even do anything that they've done so and that's that's the point I wanted to get across today like I really hope and I feel like most of our listeners would not take that and internalize it but even if you find a celebrity that you happen to admire and they come off across or they come across like that that's not your path anyway your what's meant for you is going to be for you and you do have infinite possibilities whether you're on your ass or off your ass okay period or shaking your ass or enhancing your ass <laughs> but that's neither here nor there have you on the shaking ass <laughs> take it key what are you sharing space so i'm sharing space for these motherfucking gas prices child <laughs> I know y'all tired of hearing about it because regardless, we got to fill that fucking tank up. But when I tell you, pulling into into that 
It's like, bad. It's horrible. I cannot believe. And then um, talking to my boyfriend, he keeps saying that like he's doing a lot bunch bunch of research. It's gonna go up. He was like, they're saying it's gonna be like projecting that they're not gonna go down anytime soon. They're supposed to just either stay the same or go up by like summertime. I'm just I'm not ready. We are living in revelations. <laughs> we are just um, let me see you. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Well, it's got to show me the way. Gas prices won't go down. It's definitely giving walking. It's definitely giving where am I driving to? Mm-hmm. I have, it's giving bike. I think I got one in my mom's garage. And then, yeah. And thank goodness for working from home. And I'm, that's a whole yeah. other conversation with like privilege. Yeah. And yeah. also how people want to try to encourage people to go back into office definitely these gas prices is the exhibit a of like right. exhibit a of why we fucking shouldn't be doing it mm-hmm. yeah are you paying for this y'all saw the meme where it was like where where our gas prices match those in what's that will smith movie like independence day oh, gotcha. and it was really like california gas prices were like six something like they were in the movie yep oh well that's where we're heading yeah very so. good um, so I hope the hope real world doesn't turn out like that movie, girl. Cause listen, I can I can get, I can make something shake on a bike, but I can't. No skates, no nah. skateboarding. Like no. there's only but so many things I can do if I'm not going to drive my car. I, I I'm all y'all always know I'm like down in Google stuff. Not me googling how to make your own gas. <laughs> We gonna need that really fucking soon. I'm gonna send y'all the link. But yes, just just when your car sold, do not blame me. (laughs) Would y'all ever consider the cars where you could plug them in? Yeah, I yes. have been. Yeah. Yes, I have. Mm. I truly have contemplated, but they're so expensive and yeah. they are. And also, like, depending on the, it's once, because it's a privileged type of car. Mm-hmm. You, if you in North, you're not going to have that many places to find that you can plug your car in. That's so true. It's about, like, whether you're, <laughs> the space that you live in can accommodate to that, too. So That's mm-hmm. true. Cause I don't know. It, it will take me one time, you know, rushing in the house, trying to pee, forget to plug the car in. and That's the thing. You, I'm already coming out the house late, salty as fuck. No, that's the thing. Because yeah. I can pull to the gas station and do a mm-hmm. quick five, ten dollars to get to where I gotta go. But well, I can't. not now, bitch. Maybe back in the day. <laughs> well, that's true. Or you but... get right to block <laughs> to the next gas station. <laughs> I'm really going to just pull the bike out. But I saw this meme. It was like, um, you put gas in your car now, and it goes from E to E plus. <laughs> People are like, you just can't let it go past. Half. Yeah, that's... Oh, my God, that's what my mom said to me yesterday. I'm like, my brain isn't trained that way. It's not. My brain is trained. Wait for the light. Yeah. I was going to say, you can tell I'll be going under the E. I know my car. My car is not going to play limbo. I can go under it. I know my car. No. Not limbo. Wait, I just got this. She can go under E, girl, yeah. I will say I'm not terrible because I had to learn the hard way and I did run out of gas one time mm. um, and Ooh. it was terrible but shout out to Shahida my old co-worker slash like friend for life because she was like yes. behind me like girl I got a gas um, I got a gas canteen I got you and oh she, yes. yes yeah she was like prepared for life love her shout out to her um, yes. but yeah it sucks like what if what if that was and I was girl that was back in the
but we wanted to get the first few episodes off. Um, and then we wanted to turn to you guys and say, well, what do you want to hear? And what do you like? Um, and so we had a bunch of different categories for you to choose from to choose the topic of this episode. And you voted. And, and we're it was do not a messy one. It was not. Yeah. Okay. I so, think we low-key were wanting that and they did not give. Listeners that don't have Instagram or don't follow us on Instagram first, follow us. Duh. Empathetic Black Hotties. Um, but our categories were... ADHD and the differing um, presentations in men and women, yes. checking on your strong friends, boundaries, upholding them, and um, establishing, setting, the, establishing yeah. upholding them. And then the last one was like messy, shoot the shit, celebrity clients, um, ideal clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so we got a lot of feedback on what you guys want to see um, and what you guys want to hear about and what might be helpful. All right, do y'all want to tell them who, which one won the poll? I mean, I could. I don't know. Oh, that might mess it up. Yeah, but so, <laughs> our engineers would be like, damn it. <laughs> but the strong friend one. The strong friend. Yes. Check on your strong friend. How do you check on your strong friend? First off, wait. Are, so we haven't mapped out. Listen, guys, by the end of this episode, you guys will know what the strong friend is, um, the pros and cons of being the strong friend, mm-hmm. um, some myths about it, and the do's and don'ts on checking on the strong friend. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but first, why do you guys think that one won over the other ones? Are such good ones. They which, were. Which yeah. don't. If your option didn't win, um, it's we can it's coming. Turn the block on it. You mm-hmm. know, it's still happen. I don't spend a block on much, but I'll spend a block on these <laughs> topics for y'all. Yes. <laughs> They're good topic yes but why do y'all think that won I well, think to be fair it didn't win by a lot it didn't right it was getting close and we're like oh let me find out mm-hmm. yeah the boundaries in the messy one were definitely they were close, 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 mm-hmm. close they were close they were running but I, I think that it's also been something that has been said a lot in like the social media space yep. and you know kind of con- common um, talk amongst like younger people um, mm-hmm. internet talk you know of like check on your strong friend or you know I think constantly when certain things will happen in media or something will happen, it, it's kind of like a lot of, for a lot of people, a reminder of like, oh, this is why you should check on your friends yeah. or mm-hmm. things like that. So I think it has been something that has just been said in the overall zeitgeist. But then also, it's a lot of things said with no instruction. It's a lot of yep. things said with no like context. Yep. So I think it's also like some mystery of like about the strong friend and what that even means Mm -hmm. you know and I think that's probably why strong friend won because it's a lot of like surface level like check on your strong friend but what does that even mean and like what you know what do we want out of that what does that look like what does that feel like so I think that's why we're the strong friend too yeah yeah maybe that's the reason too though a lot of strong friends were like yeah teach them how to check on me bitch (laughs) Um, but I, I, I love that that one won whether you chose it because you are the strong friend and you're hoping to get more feedback or hoping your friends can listen and get more feedback um or you just want to be better for your strong friends and I think that's what I noticed in the responses I was like oh like these people really want to know how to be effective Mm -hmm. um and yeah I hate the social media nuances of like check on your strong friends not that they don't need to be checked on but more so because it's almost rooted in again like criticism of like how dare you see you're not a good friend if you're not checking on them Mm. and then we kind of leave it there of like nobody tells you how um and I do feel like you Checking in with your strong friends is different. If it wasn't, then it wouldn't be a category. Yeah. Fair. Very That's fair. true. So then with that being said, the question would start, we would start with, with what is the strong friend? Or like, who is the strong friend? Let's describe this person. Please. <laughs> They're just looking at me, guys. <laughs> They're just staring me in the face. Staring at her dead her eyes. <laughs> Do you want to take the floor? Um, I mean, I can talk about it from my perspective because I think people think I'm the strong friend in my groups or maybe I can say, like, yeah, I probably am regarded as a strong friend. Um, and we can also talk about, like, the woes of the strong friend and also, like, let's take off the rose-colored glasses um, because I'm strong and nothing's going to take away from that. But I'd rather just be the well friend, too. Like, mm-hmm. this is my friend who's doing, like, who's well, like, the wellness friend. Because um, strong doesn't, that's not the top of the list to be. Yeah. yeah. Don't want um, that to be your only label. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think the general archetype of a strong friend is somebody that holds a lot and does it well enough. Like, they're not visibly crumbling. Um, they hold a lot of their own shit together, like, career or emotion or even relationships and then they always have space for you mm-hmm. and so I think people always feel like the strong friend is somebody that's you've seen passively go through things like they lost somebody or they went through a hard breakup or um, they've had job setbacks and you just 
don't see them falter. Mm-hmm. And so people equate that to like, oh, because I haven't seen them struggle. And I know during their struggles, they were still here for me. This person's really strong. Yeah. And so that's kind of like what the archetype of what the uh, strong friend can look like. Do you, would you guys say it's similar? Yeah. And also just handling, um, just handling like friends. What am I trying to say? Like friends' difficulties, well, too. Like we know that we can come to you and you don't crumble with us. Like mm-hmm. you can uphold our feelings and uphold what we're going through and like help us through it too. Absolutely. And I, I think too, a common thing like what you're talking about. I feel like there's also a level of grace with the strong friend because mm-hmm. there's almost like a, a effort. I'm, now I'm just just using like really nice words, but <laughs> all the effervescence of like how they let me jot that down. <laughs> <laughs> how they like maneuver through life things like where other people kind of I would say it's a certain level of resiliency where like other people certain situations happen to them and all hell breaks loose and for the strong friend it's like they take it in stride and so mm-hmm. I do think that that can get murky because I, I like you know we can not to get to the pros and cons but it does often take some of the humanity away from everyone mm-hmm. too because we're like yeah. oh they're fine but you know I think that's where the strong friend comes from is like the poise and the grace through hard obstacles. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so whether you're the strong friend and you recognize that in your sh- your group or you feel like you have a strong friend that you want to learn how to check on them better with, um, I think there's two sides to a story. Like yeah. Yeah. the strong friend, people struggle with checking on the strong friend, um, but because a strong friend probably needs to do a better job at also checking in with themselves and taking support. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And we had talked about this before, but, like, sometimes based on your group and environment, that changes. So, yes, I'm Mm -hmm. sure a lot of my friendships and friend circles do see me as, like, a strong friend. Um, But I wonder about them. Like, are they the strong sibling? Are they the strong um, person in the office? Are they the strong friend in other groups that I'm not in? And I think that's very possible. Yeah. I was going to say that because I was mentioning that, like, while I was driving here, I was thinking in my head, like... I am not a strong friend. And, <laughs> and no, no, when, when we all saw this one when we were like, uh, okay, okay. I guess we actually have to do it. <laughs> but, and then I'm, I'm thinking to myself of like, because I guess I could get into the space of like, is that negative of not being the strong friend? But I, I know hmm. for a fact, I have no qualms against complaining. <laughs> I am not a like I did it in stride <laughs> type of girl you know mm-hmm. like I cried the whole time <laughs> I may even wall slid mm. you know I, I really may have showed my ass during a really <laughs> difficult time so it's not poised it's not mm-hmm. giving this so I'm like I'm not the strong friend it's so interesting though because actually I feel like something that has been and you guys know like some of my own like personal goals is like I think so getting more of that like letting things happen and not letting the world doesn't have to feel like it's going to end is a a goal of mine Mm -hmm. so literally surrendering right yeah absolutely so I think it is a something to try to go to but in a way that feels healthy for Mm. for us individually and good point I like like exactly just because you're not maybe coined as a strong friend does not mean you're the opposite or the fragile friend or the weak friend um not at all because a strong friend has their own fragility i think maybe like you said they have more poise in in how they handle it Mm -hmm. or even spinning that too like you were saying you like might not be the strong friend but you could be the strong daughter Mm -hmm. you can be the strong mom like you can be other aspects in your life or different friend groups different families you know and you're strong in that sense but maybe in just this table you know on this couch you might not be the strong one right yeah um and we said, like, we all, I think all of us agree that we have felt that identity in at least mm-hmm. some form of one of our environments. So I think a lot of empaths will as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll definitely say for myself, like, my family knows. So if y'all listen to you already know. So we are not even doing this. <laughs> my family is very dramatic. My family is very dramatic. I come from a long line of dramatic people and I love them to death. But, you know, because of that d- drama, at times, I'm like, somebody got to be sane around here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Somebody got to be sane around here. So it's interesting because I do feel like I have a well of emotion, but it's typically with people I feel like that can hold space for it. So, like, the perception of, like, my fiancé when he's like, oh, 
Tatiana is so emotional versus like my family. They're like, she is not emotional. <laughs> she is a rock, actually. <laughs> they're like, she She's cries, <laughs> question mark. So, but, but I do think that it, we show up differently depending also on the dynamics mm-hmm. that are happening too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Situational for sure. You think so too? You could apply it to your life? Yeah, definitely. With like my siblings, um, mm-hmm. one of a lot. And then um, like my mom, like she went to a really hard time. I feel like she definitely like leaned on me and stuff like that. So I think it's, it's for sure situational. And you know what? I think that brings a, a something to highlight. If you're not going to coin yourself or others in your group don't coin you the strong friend, that means nothing about the strength you actually have. Yeah. Per. You yeah. have strength. And honestly, I'm a strong person, but like everybody, like you have the strength and you're a strong tie. I know you said like, oh, I'm going to complain and I'm not going to do it in stride, a couple wall slides. That's strength. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely going to do it. Because a strong person is going to freak out too. They're mm-hmm. going to cry. They're going to doubt themselves. And again, that is not part of the weakness. That's part of like the, the strength and the power that you have to overcome. Yeah. Maybe the strong person doesn't show you that, but mm. they're doing it and they're feeling the same feelings that you're feeling. Yeah. I wonder if that's what it is, too. It's not that they don't feel this, these emotions. They don't express them when other people are around. Right. I think, and maybe we can get into the pros and cons now, but, like, mm. um, what support feels like for the strong friend just going to be a little different than what it feels for somebody that may not put themselves in that identity mm-hmm. um, so we'll talk about the do's and don'ts but first let's talk about the pros of being the strong friend or having a strong friend in your group and then we'll talk about the cons of being a strong friend and having to check on the strong friend if you're not that one yeah okay so pros I think uh, the pro I'll say from pro of having strong friends around you is the modeling of emotional regulation <laughs> is great yes. for all around you I'm like hmm that's an interesting way to tackle that because I wasn't going to do that because I wasn't going to do that I would have crumbled cried myself like, to right sleep, so okay, that's nice <laughs> that's fair okay, okay so that's an option as well didn't know <laughs> didn't know Ooh. didn't know that was on the table interesting okay yes modeling right modeling that okay there's another way to to navigate through life and I can Mm -hmm. see it because this person has done it Um, absolutely I remember a lot of people especially when you lose somebody and I think we all have lost at least somebody but I lost my mom and you guys have both when they came here y'all I forget what's funny I'm pretty sure it was Marquis she was like I wouldn't be able to take company right I wouldn't be able to do anything right now because I was still working and doing things um and I think it's really what makes you feel most peaceful and sticking to my routine made me feel most mm-hmm. peaceful mm-hmm. doesn't mean I wasn't processing or mm-hmm. going through grieving it just made, made me feel like I had some type of stability um, mm-hmm. and also yeah like you guys coming over and we'll talk about that later about like that felt fine mm-hmm. yeah pros of being a, a strong friend I think being a strong friend you know what it is there's a level of trust that your friends have in you that feels so good and like competency that they regard you to have that feels good and, and in turn it makes you believe in yourself more because you're like yeah if everyone else can believe in me hell yeah I'm believing myself and then I'm like I believe in myself and then you look around and you're like everyone else isn't believing in me so it's such a positive cycle positive yeah. positive um, prophecy I know sometimes people talk about the negative prophecies being a strong friend you can have a positive self prophecy for sure so, yeah that's a good outlook I like that you have a pro I'm trying to think of a pro of being one or having one and also, I think, like, the pro is just, like, oh, my gosh, like, you trust and love me enough to hold mm-hmm. hold space for you. I'm actually absolutely going to hold that your job is ridiculous and um, you need someone to support you and you just want a listener. I'm absolutely going to hold that you got stood up on this date and you want mm-hmm. we're going to come out and celebrate because you yeah. trust me to come out and celebrate with you or you have you need advice or you need um, a resource I can connect you to mm-hmm. of course that's like such that's my biggest pro of being the strong friend that you know you're struggling and you're gonna look at me to mm-hmm. come and give you help it's not easy to be vulnerable so the fact that you're gonna do that with me absolutely a privilege never gonna take that for granted yeah I think just to spin off of that too like the level of like understanding and support like not from being one but like having one like knowing I can um, rely on this person reliable knowing that I can rely on this person to handle and help me through my emotions you know being supportive and just being there and being able to give me what I need in that moment Mm, that's a good one fair I do feel like that goes into like a, a little slippery slope like the way that can become a con yep we can get into it yeah. <laughs> get into it because I think of 
I do think the con, a really big con for the strong friend is also because it is these expectations of I am the rock, I am the pillar, I am mm-hmm. these things that it's like I can never break. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. like everybody else has do it, do it, do it. Pressure like a tick, tick, tick. Oh, you know I was thinking about my girl the whole time you were talking. my shit. Um, but but yeah, yes. you're not given. I think a lot of people are able to have those times to wall slide and you know do all things where there is that pressure of like, well, I I don't I don't get that luxury to to break down like everyone mm-hmm. else does. And yeah, so, and that is when you're that is such a misconstrued idea of the strong friend archetype. Because that's not true. Yeah. That's not true. You better break down. Mm-hmm. You better cry. You better feel that anger and embarrassment and shame and guilt and sadness mm-hmm. that everybody around you feels because that's human and that's normal. But if you're going to tie being the strong friend and the pillar and the rock to your ego, you're never going to yeah. win. Yeah. I was thinking that because I'm like, I think it gets murky when it when when ego is involved and it becomes a performance Absolutely. for you at that point because it's mm. like when I because now I'm not I'm also not being authentic yeah. right you know and so I think sometimes it can be it can get murky when the fact of like are we being true to self or are we feeling like we have to put on this mask mm-hmm. or this you know this show for other people to feel at ease you know yeah yeah that's um internalizing it too much and for those who don't know yes yeah i'm sure you're familiar with the word ego but in psychodynamic and psychoanalytic approach the ego is really what we um present to ourselves mm-hmm. as far as like to the world okay. so our identities how we move um then we have like the id which is our primary primal instincts and our super ego which is our morality but mm-hmm. the ego is in the middle and it balances all how can i get my needs met in a realistic way mm-hmm. um and if you're really in tune with self you're not going to fumble that much but it takes time and if you're going to make the strong friend or even any type of friend um the goofy friend the blonde friend the slutty mm-hmm. friend if you're going to make that ego based uh, you're gonna have to do a lot of unlearning um, yeah. so that's not necessary I think the strongest of friends are really the friends that know tears and failures and needing support is part of the process of being a strong person yeah. yeah I think part of it too is knowing when to take a break like knowing boundaries and I know that's not a topic we're gonna get into mm-hmm. just so you know that was Martia's Martia's topic <laughs> you, you saw it because they didn't pick that not a little bit it was close though it was literally close. it was second I, you know what I will let y'all know it was off by one fucking boat, <laughs> literally. We almost talked about boundaries, which shows that y'all really wanted to hear about that too. And I have, we have great things to talk yeah, about. Yeah, mm-hmm. we can definitely hold space. Well, hold a topic for that for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're saying when it comes to boundaries with a strong friend, knowing um, when to, knowing when to, oh, when to be honest and set those boundaries and be like. There's a lot going on with me. Because a lot of people, and I think that's what makes a strong friend too, you are taking on everyone's emotions. Like you're trying to handle yours and then you're taking on this person that's talking about a job loss and this person that's talking about a death and then this person is talking about um, financial issues and you're taking on all of that. So now you don't have the boundary of being like, I need to regulate for myself. You know, I'm trying to regulate everybody else's emotions. Who's regulating mine? I'm not even regulating mine because I'm taking on everyone else's. Mm -hmm. So knowing when to like pause and not continue to work through that regulation yeah i think strong friends out there don't let it be so tied to your ego and that you tie it to your purpose too of like Mm. don't feel like you're that important in your friends lives of course you are but let's be real your friends are not going to disintegrate because you didn't hold space for them because you were dealing with your own things and i think sometimes we our strong friends might put too much emphasis on their role in people's lives Mm -hmm. um to the point where you start to diminish your own needs or you start to doubt that if you need help or you have to be vulnerable, how to do that and who to do that with. Yeah. And then you're really cutting yourself off from a bunch of support. And again, Todd, what did you say? It's like a performance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So for the ones that be tweeting, like, uh, what is it? It's like, I'm there for everybody else, but nobody's there for me. Mm, okay. Did you ask? <laughs> Right. Did you advocate? Did Do you, you effectively know? communicate your emotions yeah. or your concerns? Or Did you your seek needs? support? Do you know what you need? And all those questions we all just said, wrap it up into 
why aren't you seeking it? Is there a problem for you to seek it, even though you accept so much other, mm-hmm. um, so many other people seeking it from you? Yeah. Oh, because that well, just made me think too. Literally, as you're talking, I'm thinking like strong friend can quickly turn into a martyr very mm-hmm. quickly mm-hmm. where it's like I'm the one dying for this cause for everyone else or like just leave me you guys will be fine and I'll just like go so everyone else can be okay Some sometimes you do need those boundaries of like no I need to take care of myself I cannot always be of support I constantly say to my clients of like assess your own capacity before you tend to other people's needs mm-hmm. like when someone calls like I gotta talk to you about something first of all maybe we should ask first like yep. do you have the capacity right now to talk about this mm-hmm. and yep. then we can talk because we child, as therapists it's like if literally everyone just constantly walked around and told us their problems all the time like especially with what we already do it's like you would go Insane. Yeah. You would literally go insane because you have no personal sign. There's no boundaries. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so you have to assess your own capacity, too. And so, you know, assessing that, that's a big con. You know, that can be a big con if you're not easily um, able to do that, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a uh, con of strong friends can also be now you're taking care of everyone else's needs and you forget or minimize your own or you mm-hmm. create a negative narrative in your mind about needing help. Mm-hmm. Um, or this just uh literally like dysphoria around that's hard for you but i can handle it or um i know you you crumbled and you that impacted you a lot but i can do this absolutely first of all they did it too and you can do it as well but what about the what about being soft with it makes you feel like it takes away from you being the strong person Mm mm-hmm it's so interesting because that just brought up something I think that comes up with clients often where like you know like it's also another like saying where you know you talk about like talking to yourself like you would talk to a friend and why that can be so hard for people Mm -hmm. and I remember like I'll constantly say like why do you feel like there's a certain level of grace that you can give someone that you don't deserve because almost in a way there can sometimes be this narrative of like no well but they're but they're kind and they they make mistakes sometimes but bitch you knew better like you know talking about yourself and it's like why why in that is there that certain level of grace that we don't give to ourselves or that expectation of like well no they made mistakes because you know they're imperfect but you need to be perfect yeah Yeah. where's that coming from too that could get into the attachment a little bit as well because some theories were said said, I was like just saying I'm like hmm the strong friend it's giving avoidant attachment Mm -hmm. just just a little (laughs) which we know is high (laughs) and independent (laughs) yeah but no definitely have people in my life that are very much like I can do it I don't need mm, kind of speaking to myself a little bit but you know (laughs) don't I can do it like I don't need anyone to do it and then when we actually do that for them then they're like oh that was actually helpful like had 20 pounds in my hand and you took away five that was actually useful to me you know Mm -hmm. I, I needed that I realized that yeah I think strong friends out there you got to check in like is this skewing your perception of how to how to actually navigate now mm-hmm. um, if you are being asked those questions or if you could sit with that question of how would you talk to a friend versus how you talk to yourself yeah um, yeah and I know Marquis you kind of started going into like the do's and don'ts and yeah. some of the do's would be those service like things mm-hmm. we could talk about why similar to Todd's um, attachment piece mm-hmm. well you want to talk about the do's or don'ts first I can do do's and don'ts. I think I low-key started that with, like, um, saying, like, the 20 pounds and taking away, like, five. Acts of service, which is what we talked about in our love language episode, like, I think a lot of strong friends um, need that someone being able to take or do something for them. Right. I you think, know? I think you get much further with a strong friend. All right. So maybe I'll talk about the do's and don'ts <laughs> in tangent, but, like, you're not going to get far by just texting them um, mm-hmm. out of the blue or out of um blank or empty concern like if you if you are nervous and you're talking to your strong friend they could feel that because mm-hmm. um, they're looking for it because they're looking to be the strong friend for whatever you need so if you're checking in with them because you know they're strong um and you're coming off with nerves they're going to sense that they're going to be like mm, i don't really think like you could help with whatever i am dealing with and you may not get a lot out of them so sending that text sometimes yeah go for it. it's helpful but don't be discouraged if you don't get a lot because to them 
they're in, we could very much be in our heads. Strong people can be in their heads, and they could very well know how to solve their problems. They don't want too much um, external conversation about it. Mm-hmm. But external conversation isn't the only way to support a strong friend. Um, tap into those love languages, like acts of service. Strong friends are we're using the word strong because we're emphasizing they're caring a lot. Mm-hmm. Taking something off of their load of saying like. Hey, girl, I scheduled a pedicure. Just let me know whatever weekend you want in April and we're down. Or um, I know I send like $5 here and, here and there for like smoothies or Starbucks and mm-hmm. things like that. Of just like something to take off your plate because I know your plate is full and let me let me do something for, for you. And what that does is it reminds a strong friend or any friend really that my supports are here and even while I'm navigating through um, my problems or anything I have going on and getting to my goals they're always here to support me and so when you can get them out of their heads and be peripheral support meaning mm-hmm. like in their peripherals by sending things or um, sending memes um, I just told Marquia and Todd me and some of my friends love Lenny y'all <laughs> follow Lenny on TikTok and Instagram it's, it's Lenny I am now obsessed and yes. it's just <laughs> such good messaging so I'll have one of my friends send me that and I'll send that in return and it's just so good to see a friend is thinking about you so that when you do recognize damn I need help mm-hmm. you already have four or five people lined up because you know when you didn't reach out for help they already supported you so yeah. they're absolutely going to support you when you need it yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. I think another one too was what we um, kind of I touched on a little bit I think you were saying about um, like checking in with them and saying specifically like what do you need mm-hmm. like do you need yeah. a problem solver do you need a support do you need that quality time and we're just existing in space because you just want to feel the presence of someone else that you trust yeah. like what is it that you actually need in that moment from me and how I can like support you and give you that right because I think friends just want to be so effective like that's mm-hmm. why they're checking and, and that's why you guys voted for this episode of how can I be effective um, and part of it is well, what do they need? Mm-hmm. Understand problem solving may not go far with them. I and mean, we have friends that do want you to give advice or to mm-hmm. um, cop something for them or, or really help them problem solve. Strong friends may not see a tendency to, to need that. Honestly, just being there, just being there, literally spending time, mm-hmm. is it goes a long way with them. Same as like um, acts of service. So just because you're not getting a full-blown monologue of everything that they're going through and how sad they are or anything like that, that's the friend that mentally likes to solve it in their mind anyway. Externally, just being there is probably going to get you a lot further. Which is hard. And I was going to say, going back to also us mentioning about ego, I think that these situations, and this is friendship in general, of you really have to put your ego to the side when it's talking about how we can Mm -hmm. be at of service and also of support to someone else because a lot of times we typically give the things that we will want to get right and that's Mm -hmm. not considering the other person's own emotional needs and their own wants and sometimes it can be frustrating if you're a person um who i was using this example before but like very much if a friend is in need for me, I'm like, okay, girl, I'm about to, I just made a pot of soup. I'm about to bring mm-hmm. it over. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm about to do this for you. And I got this. And like, immediately I'm like, jump into action, be there, support. I'll sit with you. And that's, and of course it's great when someone wants that same thing. And it's like, you're giving that thing and they appreciate it that way. But also it's putting the ego to side and be like, I know this is what I would want, or this is what I would do, but I want to hear what you want. And if we're all honest, like when you put your ego to the side, you're like the, the, I want to have a successful interaction. And also my goal is to make my friend's life better right now, or is to make things easier or to make them feel supported. And so whatever they tell me will actually help to benefit whatever that is that I'm trying to get. Mm-hmm. And so I win if I listen. Because <laughs> the goal is met. The, right. I'm listening to what they want and not like projecting what I would want to do for them. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. yeah. So do listen. Do offer quality time. Do offer to um, lighten the load by maybe doing active service. Small things. Don't feel like it's always materialistic. Um, mm-hmm. Even something like, hey, I'm at the store and I picked this up for you, mm-hmm. um, which I love that. That's one of my biggest goals. <laughs> Shout out, Liz. Liz, always pick this up from Trader Joe's for me. <laughs> um, um, so things like that. Your strong mm-hmm. friends or any friend really appreciates that, but that might be more connecting for them. Mm-hmm. Oh, any don'ts? 
don't choose for them. Don't just start problem solving and that's not what they wanted. Yeah. Because then we're, now we got to handle my emotion on top of your emotion and now I'm I'm sad and I came to you and now I'm mad because you're trying to problem solve my situation and that's not what I wanted. I wanted you to just be supportive or just listen or just be quiet and just sit next to me. Um, so now I'm like feeling not only sad or whatever I was feeling initially but now other emotions because you didn't check in with me and see what I wanted. You just went to go in which is how we understand why but it would be helpful to ask and not just pick which one for us and just start doing it ask like what would be most helpful um I would say like what's um because a closed question some friends that are used to just doing it all by themselves are gonna say no because that's just their pattern um Mm -hmm. but saying like no like I what to help and what would be most helpful Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. also I'm thinking going back to this also and discussing boundaries and things of that nature, but don't take things personal. Mm. Um, okay, Monica. That's, that's, just that's a good personal. one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Think I treat you wrong. Not a mini jam session. <laughs> but literally, because I think you can definitely get in your feels when you're like, oh, okay, so you don't want to talk to me about how you're feeling. That hurts. Um, but, mm. you know, taking that own personal time to nurture that feeling that you're experiencing and like, how do I take a step back so I don't personalize this emotional experience that my friend is having and, you know, mm. making it about yourself in that moment and, and how that could also be damaging to the relationship that you have. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Big don't. Don't choose for them. Don't problem solve. Don't. What you say? Take it personal. Don't take it personal. Another strong, strong. I don't really have one for what not to do, but I would say strong friends. Let's drag you for a second. <laughs> don't. Don't. Or tr- I invite you to resist um, being resistant and mm-hmm. and being critical and being hypersensitive just because somebody notices you may need something that's a good thing um so don't connect Mm. it to your ego because then you miss out on so much genuine love Mm. i think i've gone through any heartache or hard a hard time in my life because i was open enough to receive the love Mm. um even if it wasn't the way i would have given it i just see the opportunities there versus being defensive um and just know yeah you know what you know how to solve your problems really well Mm -hmm. congratulations you can do that um so solve your problems with support. Yeah. It doesn't mean they're helping you solve your problems. So that means you have people in your corner um, that love you and will distract you in other ways. I have a really good friend I talked about before who, if she knows I'm going through something, one of the things she prefaces with is, hey, we don't have to talk about you, but I, do, I just want to hear from you. I just want to talk. I just want to hang out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for me, that takes a lot of pressure off of like, okay, whew, I don't have to talk about my problems or I mm. they trust that I can handle um whatever I need and they still want to see me at this point and perfect mm-hmm. yeah so strong friends don't jip yourself out on um the love that you could experience absolutely just yeah. based off of ego and checking in on checking in on the friend that's checking in on the strong friend mm. don't take that personal either like if they are um shutting down or you're giving solutions and are not accepting it like it's okay like don't feel like you're not being a good friend I think it's what I'm trying to say by you offering suggestions or you trying to do stuff and them turning it down like that does not mean that you're not there or you're not doing your job if that makes sense mm-hmm. similar to what Todd was saying yeah yeah no absolutely and I would say to to the strong friend I would also say like being optimistic of other ways of expressions of support that you haven't been used to because I do think that at times we can I would say if we're going more in the avoidant side of things there's a, a vast knowledge of what our coping skills are but also we're we still have yet to meet all of the versions of ourselves and if we stick mm-hmm. to this this strict script of like this is what my what my needs will always be we're also denying ourselves from possibilities of what will what will be helpful what will be you know to come for us and so just being open to evolving right you're really stunting yourself from evolving absolutely Absolutely. um because you could take some 
maybe you didn't do that in the past, but if you can be open to it now, you can be a different version of yourself. And here's the thing here, you are holding all this baggage or luggage or emotions or space for your friends so they can evolve Mm -hmm. that you've let it weigh you down Mm -hmm. and now you're not evolving you're just that strong friend and eventually starting to look like bag lady (laughs) 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 but yeah no absolutely um any other do's or don'ts that we need to throw out there hmm I have a slightly funny one but (laughs) I would say do do begin to get comfortable with um the with discomfort oh yeah um i'm thinking of so as myself as a, a natural like nurturer i'm like give me a hug this is i'm big that energy definitely being around my strong friends in general i'm I feel like you can cut the tension when you know your strong friend is upset with a damn knife. And I just be sitting in the room like, so we just not going to talk about nothing. <laughs> but it is something to tap into with yourself of like, I'm acknowledging my own discomfort. And maybe, mm. maybe that is something that I also need to learn to be more okay with that. I'm, I was using this example that, um, my fiance is the, the strong silent type and literally sometimes I'll just like hover my hand over him like <laughs> I'm not gonna touch you but I wanna give you a hug so I'm just gonna hover so you know that I care but I'm also like respecting your bitch. just feel like, the energy of her hand close to my shoulder <laughs> I wanna give you a hug <laughs> it's giving Ricky <laughs> I would say for the reverse too like strong friends strong people strong siblings understand that sometimes support doesn't feel comfortable mm. it doesn't mean it's not support I, mm. I love when my clients say that like I don't want to do that that would feel uncomfortable or like I don't want to do X, Y, and Z because it doesn't feel good but if you you again I think um, one of you started talking about like what is the end goal if you look at the end goal and see that could get you there sometimes support may not feel good but it doesn't mean that's not good you're just mm-hmm. not used to that type of good so you're uncomfortable mm-hmm. yeah which is the change too change is hard change is not easy to adapt to mm-hmm. so being open um, you know and willing to take that on and be like you know alright I know these methods work for me but something else could work mm-hmm. absolutely and aside from a strong friend if we want to give them a few minutes of a bonus topic helping people, helping your friends and family and loved ones and partners with mental health because um, mm-hmm. maybe they don't mm-hmm. coin themselves strong, but they know they're working through some of these things. And to be fair, strong friends can have clinical diagnoses. Hello. Mm-hmm. Plenty of them <laughs> on our couch. That's a lot of mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so that's not, that doesn't, they're not mutually exclusive. Help me. Mutually <laughs> exclusive. I'm struggling. Child, wine. <laughs> I'm going to try. Mutually wine. exclusive, yes. <laughs> but they, um, I think people struggle with that too. Or what happens when the strong friend may need like clinical support? Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people who aren't in a therapist or a psych role or even social work role feel like they can't speak on it because they don't know where to go or navigate it. But take a breath because you do know how to be human and you do know how to offer mm-hmm. help. And I think we get stuck in our heads of what if this doesn't feel helpful for them? Mm-hmm. It doesn't take away from where the place that you came from, which is like from place of love and caring. It's okay to, mm-hmm. to swing and miss. Absolutely. But if you're just going to stand there, you're going to strike out. The first ship don't succeed. Let yourself off and try again. We will never drink again while recording. <laughs> Clearly, we like to sing. We are doing amazing. <laughs> doing better than I thought we would be doing. I feel <laughs> As like I'm we have not cursed. I feel like we have, you know, Y'all know we're, our we're doing amazing doing amazing sweetie <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah the mental health friends um i would say do's and don'ts we don't have to go over the whole thing but the do's and don'ts don't be that scared don't be that scared because they're scared their anxiety scares them their depression scares them their bipolar scares mm. them you don't have to be scared because that is not who they are that's what they're living with mm-hmm. and even if you mm. don't have a clinical diagnosis you know what it feels like to be anxious about something you know what it feels like to be in a rut or in a gray season in life um and you can connect more than you think even if you're not in that season now so i would say don't be scared if your friends have like mental health clinical thinking going on Mm. yeah also another do is do follow like treatment plan or recommendations of 
said friend's clinician or anything like that. Like if they're, let's say, for example, if a client, you have a crisis plan and, you know, you share that with your your friends and family and that's the way you can support is like literal Mm -hmm. instructional ways to, you know, intervene or discuss things or, you know, people, other people to discuss and process things with, um, also just following the lead of what is said yeah absolutely i actually have um well all my clients have safety plans and at the outpatient level they're not always going to need such a high Mm -hmm. crisis need but they tend to from time to time um especially if we're changing meds so i had a safety plan this week go so well um client is changing meds and by the time she reached out to me um and we got on a call her supports were in the car driving to her. One support was packing her bag. Mm. We had already printed out things that she needed while, if she was going to be assessed. And she felt so competent, even in the most distressed. Here she is, worried about her mental health, worried about her safety because um, she's changing meds. She wasn't feeling herself. She felt like she could hurt herself. And um, here she has this plan that we made maybe in, like, September. Mm. And we review it from time to time. And she right. knew what to do. So I can't wait till we connect again, which will be soon. And I'm going to be like, in distress, you handled yourself. Mm-hmm. And you took care of yourself. And that is absolutely a win on the board. I'm so love that. If, you're, if your friends are even comfortable enough to talk to you and share with you some of their um, clinical work or some of the things that they're doing in therapy, take it seriously. Um but we don't always do that either. I mean, but all of us have experience being therapists and on the other side of the couch. And um, I, I talk about my therapy with, like, select people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I'm a big proponent of, like, not everybody has to know everything, but the right people do. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yes, do take their their evolution in therapy seriously. Yeah. What you got, Kate? Do or don't? I don't know. I can't think of one. Mm. Could be the wine. <laughs> when it comes to mental health, um, like I was, the mental health of the friend, right? Mm-hmm. Like how to support them. I can't think of anything. I would say do try to keep the communication best you can, even mm. if it's just even if it doesn't have anything to do with their mental health, even if it doesn't have to do with any problem that they're facing right now. Send the memes. Um, send the the happy Monday let's get it text or thank God it's Friday text mm-hmm. send it because it gives you temperatures on your friends even when our friends are difficult even when they're the drama um, <laughs> and honestly if your friends are the drama they probably need you more right now but yeah um, do still try to be um, communicative so you you can know like you know your vibe is off but I still love you as a person and you know me no there's no good vibes there's all vibes welcome here Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Along that, maybe I'm thinking of like do um, like keep the routine. Like you know, if you guys go out, let's say like once, like every Saturday or something, we get together, go to brunch or something like that. Maybe keep that routine of still going out and still having a good time with them, and not just letting them sit on the couch and soak or like binge and you know in whatever that they're doing. Like maybe continue and stick to that daily schedule or the monthly schedule that you have with them. Yeah, keep consistency best you can, yeah. right? Because if their life, if they're internally feeling chaotic, externally, if you can offer some stability, yeah. perfect. Even if it's not materialistic, FaceTimes are free, kind mm-hmm. of. <laughs> yeah. I was actually thinking about that, too, of like, because it almost makes me think of, um, I say this in sessions, too, of like, I know we talk about gratitude journals, but I also think about like the small joys, right? Yeah. And sometimes it is something like a brunch, but like we're saying, if there's like a routine with a friend of like, like I'll I'll, I'll say this of one of my like small joys, but I think it is something that's helpful in this way of like I always have a, a morning routine of before I like while I'm like making breakfast or whatever in the morning, I always talk to my mom and I talk to my sister sometimes talk to my cousin but it's like those three mm-hmm. that I'm always like that's a part of like my morning routine that I'll like touch bases with them but it's like it, uh, it is a a part of that routine that like at times that routine is something that keeps all of us like yeah. mm-hmm. to like glued into just like some form of like an actual human because anchored. it's like it I know that mm-hmm. I know at least one person will check on me today you know for all of those people it's like I know that will be a consistent thing regardless of what's going on for them there. Like, I know at least in this morning, like, while we're cooking dinner, we'll be able to talk about what we make it for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Like, what you eat? And I'm like, how did you sleep last night? Or, like, those little things. And those routines can be really big, too. Yeah. And pro tip, I would say, like, um, what is it? Honorable mention. 
knowing your friend, strong, struggling, mental health or not, knowing them, if quality time is going to help, if it's going to be one-to-one, if they do better with just you and them, or yeah. if it's a group. Yes, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> for me, honestly, like, if I'm important. going through a hard time, group activities, actually, as long as it's not too big, little small groups of three to five actually might get me out the house more. Because I'm like, all right, there's going to be plenty of personalities to bounce off of. Mm -hmm. So it's not going to be all on me. That's Um, not what I thought you were going to say. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) that's because I'm going to be coming out. (laughs) I'm the opposite. I'm like, chills to me, people. Too many people. I need like a one, two, maybe three. It's like pushing it. But you know what it is? If I'm not in a funk. On a regular day, and that's probably why you guys are like, what? Yes, on a regular day, no. Mm. One person, two people, like, please, no more. I like the one-to-one. But when I'm struggling or when I think, like, anybody's struggling, um, it feels like there's less pressure if it's a group. And, and then I'm still getting my need of social support, fun laughs. And we're we're actually here to have a good time over brunch or a game night or a sleepover. And we're not going to talk about just me, 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 me. Yeah. yeah, I'm the opposite. Throw me in a crowd when I'm going through stuff. <laughs> Put me in the middle of a concert and just let me vibe. I don't want to do the one-on-one. Because y'all know how cry over everything, crying about America's Got Talent when they hit oh the fucking God. gold buzzer. Cry about everything, Where literally. I'm a mess. So I don't want the one-on-one because I ain't going to do nothing but sit there and cry all, day, <laughs> all the fucking day. So I want, I, want. I want the middle... <laughs> see, I don't want that. I, I want the middle of a concert, the middle of a club. I want the middle of something where there's a bunch of people around and I can distract myself, essentially, and mm-hmm. worry about what's going on, tend to everybody else, have fun in the moment. We can cry tomorrow or later, but I do not want that one-on-one when I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. How about you, Todd? You said you want it. Yes. When I'm when I'm upset, I, I've said this before, we talking about kind of what is a re- recipe for what our emotional needs are when we're going through things. I, I'm very aware that I, when I'm escalated or whatever is happening, I need some emotional validation. And now I think it's a difference when I know I need to socialize, but if I'm still like, stuff is going real I don't know I'm a shutter downer hmm. so when I'm not feeling like myself I love I don't... that clinical term <laughs> shutter downer sprinkle <laughs> all these SAT words that you be using effervescent <laughs> and then shutter downer but I'm definitely a person that like doesn't want to talk to someone like I'm big when like stuff is going on I'll text back two weeks later like I'm sorry I missed your text mm-hmm. so definitely being around a lot of people like I already am like barely can maybe even have a conversation with one person so Mm. I need like a good Mm one-to-one so I can focus you know and talk and of course it could still be like a key that doesn't mean we have to sit on the couch and cry all day but it's Mm -hmm. just like if it's one 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 one-to-one we're like we chill we pour some wine we drink we head over somewhere then like we take a walk or like it doesn't have to be like the somber thing but dealing with just one personality two personalities is like enough mm-hmm. for me. and I think um, whether that's your style or you're like ignoring me and Marquia's the end goal is to remember that like even on the worst days in life there's a little bit of joy if you can find it because mm-hmm. um, even on our best days there's something that's going wrong um, yeah. but it's what you want to focus on and so if it's from that one to one intimate setting when you're struggling that can remind you life is still good and you can still have hope or like going out and getting away from your problems and having laughs and drinks mm-hmm. and food or whatever um, and remembering life is still good that's all those opportunities present us so yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. who wants to do it and when it comes to our couch, you, you can, can always sit with us. Oh, my God. Well, no, from the top. No, we're going to do it again. From the top. Because what drop. I said was, when it comes to our couch, you, you can, can always sit, sit with us. See, and now I said it differently. It's, it's, always, always, it's always always. What is wrong with we, me? We'll get it in pass. Take it from no. the top. Okay, from the top. When it comes to it. our couch, you, you can, can always sit, sit with us. us. Perfect.